But they went up 3-1. Then they decided, you know what? Game five. Let's bring out these jerseys. We're undefeated in these things. We're 4-0. Let's go ahead and wrap this up so LeBron can have his, Kobe, this is for you, moment while he's raising up the championship. And you know what Jimmy Butler said? Mama mentality. I got that shit. This is my house. Another triple-double. Jimmy Butler is undefeated in the finals when he has a triple-double. So you cannot stop this man. You are going to literally – LeBron James is going to have to come onto the court with a gun and put a bullet through Jimmy Butler's brain for this series to be – Yeah, what's good, your boy? South 3706. This is the KTSCF podcast. Probably the committee podcast. Back in 2018. Hey, back in 2018, we're uh, – we're in the DeLorean right now. We have uh, Marcus Sniffles and uh, Mr. Savage, or that butter love. What what is that about, sir? Oh yeah, you know, hit your boy up if you need any nut butter. Uh, I've been uh, in the kitchen making it. Uh, definitely shout out to uh, the homie Jif Queen. Uh, it was definitely a part of her idea who reached out to me uh, and broke my other blender, so I had to invest in a new one. And now we're the nut butter squad. So. so we're doing that in the kitchen. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. That's uh, that's something else. I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho, how's y'all's weeks weeks going, uh, <coughs> Mister Mister Sniffles? How how good things? Oh, you know what? I'm actually feeling very good, very great. The Miami Heat. Said, (laughs) (laughs) fuck the Mamba jerseys. All right. These fucking clowns, these Lakers, (laughs) they had that shit. They had that shit scheduled for game seven. They said, hey, if this series goes to seven, we'll we'll wear our Mamba jerseys in honor of Kobe Bryant. But they went up 3 1. Then they decided, you know what? Game five. Let's bring out these jerseys. We're undefeated in these things. We're 4-0. Let's go ahead and wrap this up so LeBron can have his, Kobe, this is for you, moment while he's raising up the championship. Then you know what Jimmy Butler said? Mama mentality. I got that shit. This is my house. Another triple-double. Jimmy Butler is undefeated in the finals when he has a triple-double. So you cannot stop this man. You are going to literally, LeBron James is going to have to come onto the court with a gun and put a bullet through Jimmy Butler's brain for this series to be over because this nigga will not die. He will not quit. We will not leave. You're going to have to murder this man for this series to be over. And you know what the Lakers did? They decided to waste their Mamba mentality jerseys. They decided to waste their Kobe Bryant jerseys because you know what? Come game seven, they're not going to be able to wear those anymore. You've worn them twice. You're done. Don't let us bring out the Vice City jerseys either because if we come out with those Vice City jerseys, it's a wrap and it's going seven, then you don't want that smoke. But on a side note, all these people saying that LeBron should have took that shot, you guys are idiots. That That was a perfect play. LeBron made the right pass. Danny Green just has to either make that pass or swing it to KCP, or Marcus Morris has to just not be an idiot. Either yeah. way, yeah, that was the yeah. Twitter, Twitter is disgusting. Like as the resident Lakers fan, you know, what I'm saying mama mentality. I watched that sequence. I was like, all right, 
cool. You know what I'm saying? Danny Green missed a shot, whatever. All right, cool. They have an excellent opportunity for a second chance. And I don't know what he was doing. I'm still confused. Was that a pass? Did, did he lose grip of the ball? All I know is they, they panned to his face and he was mouthing my fault. I'm like, yeah, it was your fault, bro. You yeah. lost the game, dog. It wasn't no one else's fault. The thing about LeBron James is that, like, he made that pass with, I think, like, seven seconds. So, there, like, he made that pass so there was plenty of times for if they missed that shot, they had a chance to get another shot. Like, LeBron played that pass perfectly. Like, there's no – there's nothing you can say about LeBron for – you can't blame him for that game. You can't blame him for that loss. It's just – yeah. It's a make or miss league. Like, dude missed the shot. He's usually money, but it happens. I don't know. He ain't been money all uh, all the playoffs. Uh, you know. You're right. You're yeah. right. Google <laughs> like trash too. I don't know what that dude be doing sometimes. He used to be kind of like in his own world. I'm like, bro, why are you out here fouling people shooting threes, dog? Like, That's you could all get that lost in the game right there. Just bad continued play by those guys, but. I mean, it is what it is. Shout out to the Lakers. Hopefully we can bring it home. I actually lost a bet. I bet somebody we'd win the game. So I owe somebody lunch now. So fuck you worse. But anywho, hopefully your weeks are going better than uh, one Canadian midget, Tory Lane, who has finally, finally officially been charged with shooting our uh, queen, Megan V. Stallion. And uh, there's a lot of people feeling vindicated on the timeline, you know, saying like, oh, I thought we need to hear both sides, but it's it's finally happening. And uh, I hope that that album that he dropped got him enough coins to get the finest lawyers because he's going to need them because he is clearly lost in the court of public opinion. And uh, it seems like it's a pretty cut and dry case. So I mean, what are you guys thoughts? This seems pretty open and shut. Like I uh, checked out, I don't follow this man on Twitter, but I did happen to come across his tweet. And so he tweeted out something. He tweeted out, time will tell, dot, dot, dot. And the truth will come to the light. I have all faith in God to show that. Love to all my fans and people that have stayed true to me and know my heart. How would they know that? Uh, a charge is not a conviction. If you have supported me or Meg through this, I genuinely appreciate you. The only thing I would like to, to note he did say, and the truth will come to the light. One thing he did not say is that I did not shoot her. So <laughs> if the truth, if the what if the truth, what if the truth is I shot her? So if that comes to light, then I guess he's right. Because he's not saying he didn't do it. He still hasn't said he hasn't done it. It would be so much easier and just to clear up the nonsense if he was just like, hey guys, I ain't do that. Real easy. Real easy. I didn't shoot it. Facts. It, yeah, so uh, shout out to, welcome, Randy, uh, former guest on the podcast. We, we miss you on Twitter. I don't know why you abandoned us on there. You know, it's been, <laughs> it's been very lonely on the timeline. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So was Twitter too much? He was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it was too much. It was too much arguing about $200 dates and soda pop dates and I don't have time. The same, like six rotating <laughs> topics at the timeline. Yeah, it's, it, it, it could have been my timeline. I probably need to switch it up, but I just, I had to go. Yeah, it's you, still bad. The Falcons are trash, so you know the timeline is uh, anarchy at all times with, right. with the Falcons too, but 
Um, being that you are the, the the female on the podcast right now, the woman on the podcast, what are your thoughts on the whole Tory Lane situation with Megan Thee Stallion? Who? Uh, Megan Thee Stallion and the, the Canadian midget that, that allegedly oh. shot her. Oh, he shot her. He needs to go to jail. <laughs> and, that, and there we have it, the official assessment from the woman's perspective that he shot this woman <laughs> and he should go to jail. Now, my question is, is that... Is he going to American jail or Canadian jail? That's oh, what I Oh, I didn't know he was from Canada. Like that's where he's born. He was yeah, born in Canada. Yeah, he's oh, okay. a Canadian. Yeah, they probably they probably going to Miami, him, right? What you say, Les? I think he lives in Miami now, so it should be American jail. I mean, but does he have papers? Is he a citizen? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if he's not a citizen, they'll they'll ship him back over there. So what I would say is that, and the thing is, it might be complicated with that, is that Canada is really strict on like charges. So he might not be able to go back to Canada. But for but, his sake, I think he should because I don't see too many like uh, shows or dramatic depictions of like Canadians like raping people in the showers and stuff like that. So. Or like shiving people. There's like mad American TV shows about that stuff happening. So I don't know if that's like an American thing. So I feel like that his booty hole might be safer in Canadian prison. Okay, prison. So you're, you're nasty. He's he's a small dude. They, he's <laughs> I'm just saying, but he's like wealthy. I'm sure. And I mean, the only Canadian show that I've ever heard of is like Degrassi. So. We don't know what type of what goes on in Canadian prisons or or whatnot, but you know. I mean, if I had to pick a country to spend time in jail in, Canada Ooh. would probably be number one. I'd probably go with Canada over definitely over the, the United States. Cold as Canada. Hell no. They don't have heat or something. You know, they got to suffer somehow. So I'd rather be cold than get raped. Like I can deal with the cold. I'm not. I'm not built to deal with rape. Not <laughs> anybody Neither is neither is he at like five foot three, hundred fifteen pounds. So what? Annie can sing. Ooh, hey, they could be that man doing all kinds of tricks. <laughs> okay. I'm need you can to he really? Me. Can he really sing, or is that just auto to him? I've never really yeah. listened to his music. He can. Well, once his once his esophagus gets manipulated a few times, you know what? Yeah. So out of pocket. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard him outside of auto tune either, honestly. So I don't know. If yeah, I've never, you know. Oh my god. I don't know anything about his music, so I don't, me I don't know either. I, I don't know what song he sings. Hey, look, the controller remix was fire. All right. I know him from I know him from Quarantine Radio. That's about it. That shit was Guide, fire. guidelines, guidelines, guidelines. No, I listened to him when um when he had the song uh, Jerry Sprunger. I ran whatever mixtape that was, and like I guess he was like redoing a lot of songs. It was pretty cool for what it's worth, but I mean, you know, I'm kind of old school, so like I don't really listen to the new age R&B anyway, like that. So I don't know, but um, yeah, the truth will set you free, homie. Um, you know, if you were out here getting abused by this tall woman, you still shouldn't have shot her. I mean. Could have just took your L and walked on, but whatever, you know. Now your career is probably done because didn't he like get out of his deal earlier in the year, right? So he he's like independent. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting time, man. So, but but God bless him. 
I know I didn't add this to the notes, but real quick, we saw that Mr. New Orleans, while we're on celebrities and celebrity culture, apparently Mr. New Orleans like put out a billboard for his uh, estranged wife, uh, Miss Cardi B, who he's supposed to be divorcing. Uh, the streets are saying he's looking very distressed out here. He's like, yo, the bag's from the dry up. I'm going to actually like cut off 2K and go to work and collect money. Because, again, I ain't heard Amigos hit years. You know what pause, I'm pause, pause. Now, wait a minute. Now, when she dropped that, this is the same Mr. New Orleans that said, I miss my grandma. Instead of, <laughs> instead of addressing the, the breakup, he just dropped a random picture and said, I miss my grandma. But go ahead. Right. Yeah, so and I saw that somebody on Twitter was like, "It begins." So they think this might be the the new rollout, the new machine. Uh, this being drummed up drama to, uh, I guess, bring attention to Miss B. But I don't know. I feel like she should have dropped the album after WAP came out because, again, what are people doing right now? There's literally nothing to do but listen and critique music. So it's like you had the perfect opportunity. The right. You got old white Republican men and women talking about this song, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, drop the record. No, you know like, no, 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 no. Now is not a good time for for some for someone of her caliber. No, it is not the time to be dropping albums because uh, Cardi B need that tour money because Cardi B missed out on her last tour because she got pregnant. Mm. So uh, Cardi kind of oh. behind the eight ball. So uh, I mean, she went on and she did a couple dates, but like. She missed out on that original tour, so to put out an album, it's like you can't, you can't really. Well, I guess maybe things are different now, but you could put out an album and then say the say say Corona don't go away for another year and a half. Are you are people still gonna want to see you tour this album? Are you gonna be able to keep this album the buzz going for another year and a half? Like I'm not saying she mm-hmm. can, but it's gonna be a lot tougher. And they're saying kind of the same thing with like. Like Kendrick hasn't dropped anything because he's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'll sit here and wait this out. Drake's kind of slow rolling it. He dropped a single. He's been on a lot of features, but there's still no signs of his album. J. Cole's doing the same thing. Beyonce dropped yeah, an but album. But she has the perfect alley-oop here. I mean, she's going through a traumatic experience that a lot of people can relate to. And as soon as this is resolved, that album, that Lemonade-esque album that she's going to drop is, is going to do numbers. Like, you, I mean, WAP will, will be on there, but it'll, it'll be old by then. But if she drops another Take Care of Me or Be Careful With Me, I'm sorry, or any songs like that, or even if she can, like, redo Be Careful With Me with Mary J. Blige or something like that, have that type of song, she's going to be huge. Like, it, it's a... It's a sad situation, but from a marketing perspective, she's going to do numbers because of this divorce. It's going to be a, a, you know, I'm single again, back on the proud type of type of records that are, that are coming out. Women rally cry type music like and I, I'm excited for it, even though I'm not a woman. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. But I don't know, I'm, I'm curious to see where the the Migos, uh, they go from here. Both their careers. It'll be interesting moving forward but well i mean of course quavo is out here winning the uh what was it called the how it all started challenge or yeah that shit is so shooting the lamest shot i've ever seen people are like oh it's so romantic i'm like nigga if i i wish i would as a single man go to a woman and just in her dm write icy you i'm a glacier boy 
Shit, they like, are young, young too. Crackhead, like quit worrying that young. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when she, she, she was, wasn't she? She was like twenty-two. Sweetie's young. I don't think Quavo's yeah. that young. Quavo really? Kinda, I don't know. He, he, yeah, Quavo's he, in the thirties now. Oh, really? I didn't know. I think he might be. Oh, he, he, oh he's twenty-nine. Oh, I, I knew it was close. Okay. He's twenty-nine. Like he got it. You got. You got you got to come a little bit better than that. Like, I that you know what I'm saying? That that's what we do, and you know everybody's like, "Oh, well, y'all just mad because you know you're not cute or you ain't got game like Quavo." It's like, nigga, he has the bag. It wasn't no game. Like I'm a glacier boy. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I guess that was a reference to some song that she had out. But you know, once again, me goes in the spotlight. Come with a song, you know. It, it's time. I mean, as a lyricist, as a wordsmith, I expect better from Quavo. It can't be that. Uh, his brother New Orleans, New Orleans. I don't expect any better. I don't expect <laughs> I don't a little bit. A little bit. Like, sweetie. Oh, come on, sweetie. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm good. I don't, I don't expect that from Cass. But anywho, on the more important things, uh, I know Brandy, she specifically wants to talk about the whole Jonathan Price situation. Uh I should have queued up my soundboard with the DJ Khaled sound, another one, because again, we have another black man that has been uh, shot by the police. You know, it seems to keep happening over and over again, even though at the Republican National Convention, Nikki Haley said that America isn't a racist country and things of that nature. But, you know, law and order back to do all that shit. But anyway, this Jonathan Price situation is kind of kind of sketchy. In a couple of ways, um, I'll let Brandy get into it, but it's one of these uh, hashtags that kind of came and went. And I was like, dang, nobody's really saying nothing about this. I kind of went away. And then I started reading more about it. I was like, oh, I, I see. I see. There's, there's, a, there's a conundrum. It's very conflicting uh, views on the things that happened to this gentleman. So I'll let you jump into it. Um. So John, Jonathan Price. He was shot by Sean Lucas on Saturday about, I think about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Um, as far as witnesses and what the article says, Jonathan was trying to break up a, a disturbance between a man and a woman. Um, at some point, him or him and the woman or him and the guy got into it. and But by the time the police got there, everything had been diffused. The situation had resolved itself. Um, Sean... Today it came out that Sean tried to shake, Sean, sorry, Jonathan tried to shake Sean Lucas' hand, the police officer, um, several times trying to greet him. And that's when Sean Lucas says he thought he was drunk, tried to detain him. Um, Jonathan says, you, I can't be detained according to the affidavit and walks away. Uh, Sean tries to detain uh, Tell you know, tries to detain him again. Uh, he tases him and then shoots him four times. And I think he shot at least seven or eight times. Three hits an ice cooler and four hit Jonathan Price in the torso. Yeah. <sighs> so, right. He's number 826 this year. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Damn. But um, I was just looking at this guy's Facebook. At first, I saw, you know, the breaking news 
but I didn't really understand why people, I saw a girl post a, a long post about Jonathan and uh, his Facebook post on uh, Facebook. And I just, I just went to his page to see what everybody was, you know, what they were disappointed about. I went to his, through his page to about 2016. God just seems like a, you know, he grew up in a small town. Wolf City is about 1,500 people. Um, every one out of, I think every one of, out of five is a black person or a person of color. And he, he talks about growing up with a, a, these two white families. He has his own family, but, you know, they kind of took him in and fed him. And then he goes to list his police interactions. And oh, um, I, I got the, uh, I got the mm-hmm. quote right here. Yeah, go ahead. So this food, well, RIP, this guy <laughs> said June 15th. You know what? <laughs> with all the tension and the animosity going on with race and the police, I'm on the fence as Little Wayne without him saying a white cop saved his life and hasn't been too vocal based off experience. I was raised by the Malones and Woodruffs in my hometown for a large amount of my youth. I'm assuming these are the white folks, right? Was my second family then still are in 2020? If I have to say, if I have to say anything, the amount of food they fed to me, money they spent on me, outweighs the BS about race or color right now. I have family that's never done a damn thing for me or supported my business ventures. They're my blood. They will forever be 1,000 or 1 million in my book. He used a lot of emojis in there, sorry. Uh, they know who they are. They're to blame for my countryside and my addiction to white women. Not complaining. Wow. That smiley emoji. Uh, There were times I should have been detained for speeding, outstanding citations, outdated registrations, dozing off at a red light before making it to my garage downtown Dallas after a long night of uh, looks like drinking. I passed the sobriety test after leaving a bar in Wiley, Texas by two white cops and still let me drive to where I was headed. And by the way, they consider Wiley, Texas to be a very racist thinking emoji. I never got that kind of energy from the popo. Not saying black lives don't matter, but don't forget about your own and your experiences through growth and quote unquote waking up. All right, people, John Price. Oh, man. Yes. Okay, so first I want to just start out with it, it doesn't matter what his views were. And because and, I, I seen like a whole bunch of the hotep niggas on Twitter saying, you know, hey, I'm a, I, I'm not doing a hashtag for him. I'm not going to support him, blah, 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 because of that post and post like that. He's still a black dude that was unarmed and was killed by the police. So, I mean, regardless of what he believed in, we still do need to give him his hashtag. And honestly, for me, I understand where he's kind of coming from in a sense. Not 100 percent sure. But then again, we all grew up in different lifestyles. Like with me, I'm from Mississippi. I experienced racism, a lot of it. I've told the story several times on this podcast. We had segregation in the ninth grade. Like, you know, niggas couldn't cross this side of the court. White people wouldn't cross that side of the court. Like, you know, a lot of racism, a lot of prejudice, people. But um, like I said, we come up from, from, from different places in life, and we come up with different opinions about life. So I get what he was trying to say, um, because, like, I – like I've said before on the podcast, I have police officers that are friends. I have police officers that are family members. I know all police officers are not bad. All detectives are not bad. So I get what he was saying from that point. And he did still say that, you know, he's not trying to say that black lives don't matter or all lives matter or whatnot, but he's just trying to relay his experience. That's my perspective. on it. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, Every black person isn't the same. Every black person isn't going to think the same. 
but that shouldn't happen. Like I, I seen a picture of the guy. That's a big ass dude. This dude is big mm-hmm. as shit. But that doesn't matter. Ain't no one told that scary ass dude to be the police. Like if you scary like that, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't have a job, you know. But like, if this same exact story was to happen in the way that it happened, and there was a part of the story that I heard that uh, like you, like Brady said, he went to shake the officer's hand, and the officer tased him, and then uh, Jonathan got up and took like a step or two towards the officer, and that's why the officer shot him, which is ridiculous. Uh, but uh, if that's if that same sequence happens the way it happened with him, and instead it's Jason Whitlock, I'd still feel the same way. That stuff shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen to Jason Whitlock either. It doesn't matter. Like, it shouldn't be a thing where the police can show up to a situation that has already been resolved that's already de-escalated and he shows up and things get escalated again. Now someone's getting tased. Now someone's getting shot. Now other people are at risk of getting shot. And now a guy is dead. Right. And he's only dead because the cop showed up. If the cop let doesn't me show t- up, he's still alive. I'm sorry. Let me tell you about Sean. He, um, oh so, yeah, I, yeah. If you're about yeah. to say what I think you're about to say, this is this is so, awesome. <laughs> so he's 22 years old. He used to work in a, a jail system or something for about five months. He's only been in Wolf City for six months. So this is a real tight knit community. So on Facebook posts and neighborhood posts, they were they were like, "Who is this cop? Who is this guy?" Um, he detained a couple of people for being drunk. All black people. So about 12 different people told the New York Post that they were just trying to figure out what this guy's problem was. He was very aggressive towards them. And um, I also went on Twitter to see if anybody personally knew him. And I found a girl that was, I don't know if she's Native American or or Hispanic, but she was just like, that's in line. Like, that's who she remembers when he was 16, 17, just really aggressive. And everything that they're saying about him, she believes it. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, and I'm not disagreeing that it shouldn't happen, but it's one of those things where, like, he was clearly aware of, like, the, the racial tension, the things going on. It's just, to me, it seems like he chose to kind of ignore reality, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, with the with 40, well, let's say like with 45 and COVID, right? Like, hey, we all know that COVID is real, right? It's airborne. People can be asymptomatic. You need to protect yourself. Well, you know, well, I don't know. I, you know, I don't need to wear a mask all the time. I need to wash my hands and whatnot. And then you catch it and it's like, oh, okay. You can't live in 2020 or any society now with social media. And, and even before that, there are plenty of examples when, as a black person, as a black male, and somebody that you said was pretty big, you should be pretty aware of his size. You should be aware that, hey, if the police approach, I need to act in a certain manner. Just like with 45 and COVID, he seemed like, hey, I'm immune. I interacted with these white cops before. I'm good. They let me off, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm out here doing my thing, being a 
uh, a productive citizen breaking up fights. Well, bro, we clearly just saw the other shit a couple weeks ago with uh, Jacob Blake. The initial story about him also breaking up a fight. What happened to him? Got shot eight times in the back. What happened to you? Hey, I'm going to approach the police. No, bro. I get that you feel that way. Your experiences have lent you to think that, hey, I'm good, but you're not good. Anybody listening to this that's black, act accordingly when the police roll up. Because, again, just because you think you're good, you think it's never going to happen to you, it's not going to happen to you, you can easily end up as a hashtag end up on a, on a white T-shirt. Like, it's unfortunate I'm not absolving the police for being wrong, but it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to go play with these tigers. I'm good. And then you get bit. It's like, oh, shit, these are tigers. Like, they eat people. Right now, the cops are tigers, and they're eating black people with bullets. You know what I'm saying? So, again, the cops are wrong. It's an unfortunate situation, but you got it. Unfortunately, we got to tell black people to act differently when they get and interact with the police. It, it's just the reality we live in. It's, it is what it is. And there's there's also kind of that, that other, I guess, other rail in there, like what Brandy was saying, like, the people of the the town didn't know this guy. They didn't they didn't know the cop or the former officer because he's not from there. And it seems like based on that, that the people of that town, they know the police. They're they're I guess doing the right thing when it comes to like community policing. Like, hey, if an officer shows up for the a majority of the people are gonna know that person, that officer is gonna know the people in the community, which is what you want. You want an officer to be able be able to like Oh, that's Johnny. Like, I know him, so I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of this guy. But uh, something about the uh, about Lucas that I and it's from insider.com. So credit them. But they are saying that this this Lucas guy who has been arrested for murder had a Twitter profile back when he was younger uh, at Sean Lucas three. Uh, let's see, it has retweeted some racially insensitive posts, including a caricature of former President Obama, a slur, and a post arguing for drug tests for welfare recipients. So there's a lot of stuff going on with this guy's past as far as, like, how he views black people in general. And, like, there's going, there's, there's going to be a point where someone of of like someone in a high ranking official is going to get a job and they're going to have to search through their Twitter accounts. Like what Twitter account did you, were you responsible for as a teenager? Cause I mean, it happens with athletes all the time. Like, you know, they go from high school to college, college to the pros. That's not that big of a gap, but like 10 years from now, there's some mayor that's going to be sworn in and people are going to like, hold up. Hey, we, we found some stuff from his Twitter when he was 18. This man, I don't know if we can do this. Like, I feel like if they'd have known this about this man's Twitter, about the stuff that he was tweeting, they'd probably be more inclined to be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the job for you. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, yeah, that's fair, but I guess that's an indictment on whoever hired him not to do that type of research. Like, there's regular people, like, shout out to Jif Queen. Like, her Twitter is private right now she's looking for a job. And I'm sure she's not looking for a job involved for carrying a gun. You know what I'm saying? So why are oh, they God. doing more research for a normal person than somebody that's going to be out here protecting and serving with a weapon? You know what I'm saying? Like that, the whole, and this is the whole, the whole quote unquote abolish the police or defund the police. Like that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? You're giving these cops a blank check to do everything but improve their processes 
to actually do their job. And we keep having these situations. It's just like it, it, we're just going around in circles at this point. So, again, if you're a black man listening to this, when the police roll up, act accordingly, do act, do everything they say. And even if you do that, you still might not be good. And that's that's the crazy part. You might just need to keep driving until you get to a public place or just call somebody, do something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. And this, this seems to be a small town, small city. That's probably, you know, not rolling in the dough like that. But uh, this man's family is about to get paid, just like Breonna Taylor's family, just mm-hmm. like George Floyd's family. That's that's a problem. Like it's we it, the 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 stuff that people like march and protest for. It's not about like they're not marching for these you know for these bad cops to get arrested and put in jail and try like that's the thing that we want but that's not why they're marching they're marching because they want a black man to be or a black person to be able to walk him to the police without getting tased because he he's a big guy or he's just being shot down because he's threatening because the skin color is a threat you know like that's what people are wanting that's what they want they just they want to have like this isn't happening if that guy's white. It's not. The officer's not treating that guy like that. Right. And we've seen videos over and over and over again with mm-hmm. white women, oh, white geez. men drunk, spitting on cops. We've seen them get back in their car, get out their car, um, rolling around with the police on the ground, never get tased, never get shot. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. White guys have shot schools <laughs> and been taken into custody with no type of incident. Not even you couldn't even anyone. You didn't want to punch him. You didn't want to mm-hmm. slap him around. You did nothing. Like and pe- people would understand that. Like I know it's not legal, but if like if you're the officers that happen to find Dylan Roof, and it's just like, hey man, there's no one around here. Let's fuck him up real quick. And if we found out about that, people would be like, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm letting this one slide. Like Dylan Roof had that one coming and he has a little bit more coming. So if the police felt the need, like they wanted to take some, take some of their own action. Hey man, give them a slap on a wrist or write them up. But we're fine with that. But like just a regular run in the mill guys who are just like, who have, who have deep, that guy did that police officer's job better than the police officer. He did. Situation was handled. Right. And, and they do that. They do that stuff already. And I'm like, when you get to the active shooters, like you can't do that too, you know. But um, another thing I want to say about um, Jonathan with the, I, I looked at some of the comments um, from people who saw what he said about his addiction to white women, because that really went viral. And even as a black woman, I'm, I'm still a human and I have empathy and I I see the, you know, see the, his mom crying on television. I can't throw this guy away. You know, like we said earlier, there are no perfect victims. You're not going to find one. You can look into everybody's history and, you know, nobody's, nobody's perfect, but I do understand why a lot of, there's a lot of black women on his comments that reacted. And um, I mean, some of it's disgusting and some of it is just, I, I get their point. You know, but at the end of the day, this this family needs justice. Exactly, because I I wouldn't I wouldn't want something like this to happen to me. 
And for people to be like, well, did you know that he called Michael Jackson overrated? Did you know that he that he doesn't get his facts? Though we we have that document. Does he? Does he? <laughs> did you did you did you hear that he he might not think Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer? I don't know if we should we be marching for this guy. He's got some questionable stuff. I like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. I I, I see what you're saying, and, and it's and again that's why there's such conflict about it because what you're saying is stuff that's just kind of tongue in cheek. It's like, all right, well, cool, that's your view, but if you're like, oh, you know. 45 is not racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 45 maybe allowed 200,000 people to maybe die where they didn't have to. He didn't do that. It wasn't his fault. Oh, you know, the China virus is an appropriate thing to call this virus. You know what I'm saying? Like, th that's different from saying Michael Jackson's overrated. Or you're like, hey. Not according to my timeline. <laughs> no, yeah, you got Falcon Twitter is out of control. But it, it's one of those things is like, yo, and you use Jason Whitlock, for example. I'm not wishing nothing on him, but with, with him, it's kind of like it's, it's it's hard. He's still black. We get that. But I feel like if he didn't have to be black, he wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? If he'd be like, yo, I am now Joseph Whitlock from Connecticut with the comb over and still fat. I, I feel like he would probably do that. And, and it's just. Some people belong to the streets. I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's it's sad to say that, but like if Terry Crews, oh, kind of wow, yeah. in the back of the leg. But it, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. But it, it's it's the same thing that we we talk about. Like we don't. It's it's not just black people that we don't want this to happen to. We don't want to happen to anybody. It just so happens to happen to us more. But yeah, like, well. I don't know if you heard the, about the story about like the. The police shot a white kid that was autistic. Yeah. Like they shot him like eight times or something in the back or some something. It was bad, but like <clears throat> white white people weren't upset about it. Like it just didn't. It, I, came, I it came and went. I like not understand that. At I don't understand. They don't like, care. They they like, do care when it's black people and they want to tell us to shut up. That's when they care. It's like oh well, statistically, I, black people, white people, if, more dangerous than the cops. Like. If I had to guess, if I had to guess about that that young that young white boy, if I had to guess, like, is this kid well off or is he like living below the poverty line? Like, I'm guessing he's living closer towards like poverty. Like, this isn't this wasn't some well off kid. If I had to guess, because if if this kid was the child of a like a senator or a lawyer or a doctor. That story is everywhere, but I feel like this kid was probably just like an average kid. Parents make, you know, above average, maybe below average money. So, like, they don't care about black people. They don't care about Mexicans. They don't care about women, and they don't care about poor white people. If you're poor and white and some shit happens to you, hey, man, you just wasted your good white skin, I guess. So... That's what I'm. That's why I'm th thinking that story didn't happen. But we don't want that either. We don't want white kids to get shot in the back either. We don't want white people getting killed either. Well, but it's funny. It does it's happen funny you that though. Let's see. The one thing they don't want to admit we are right, so they'll say something when it happens to them. I guess that's the the price they pay. But I don't know if I talked about this before on the podcast, but. How Marcus was talking about it, if it was a white person closer to further away from poverty line to be a thing, but if you get a chance, go look up the uh, the Michael Bell Jr. case in Kenosha. Um, pretty much, kind of the same thing that happened with uh, Jacob Blake. Pretty much, uh, this dude pretty much got shot in the head, and he was a white dude. 
And his dad was like a retired military pilot. So he had like the resources to actually have the police review the case and found that they changed their story like 19 times. Long and the short, he ended up winning a lawsuit against the Kenosha Police Department for almost $2 million and had them change their, their practices uh, where they couldn't investigate themselves anymore. But I mean, that was 2008, that was pre-social media. But I think if something like that were to happen, it probably would be a bigger story now. But I mean, it, it does happen, but you still have the ability to, to raise hell. Call your local newspaper, go see your, your, your local politicians or whatever. Like, I, I don't like that white folks, for the most part, not to generalize, like to be silent and then say, hey, this isn't a big deal. Like, I'm going to have one of the homies on the podcast. He always hits me up about some stuff. But he pretty much sent me a video of, like, a white dude. I guess, I don't know if he was, he was an older dude. He might have had mental problems or whatever. He got killed by the police, kind of like uh, George Floyd. And then he was like, oh, I'm like, okay, why aren't the white people rioting? He's like, oh, because it happens all the time. I'm like, that's kind of a problem, right? And then he went to, like, you know, statistically white people's encounters with the police are more dangerous than black people. I was like, all right, bro, like maybe by the numbers, sure, but also black people are 13% of the population. So like if the numbers you're using are like overall numbers, not percentages, then I can't really trust that. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's shit, 80% more white people and most of the cops are white, just by association, there's going to be more violent interactions. Like that's, that doesn't say anything, but we can't deny just because the numbers may say that white people have more dangerous counters with the police, that there's clearly a problem with policing against people of color. Like it, it's, it's since Rodney King, it's on even before that, the ones we that we see, the ones that are on tape. Like I, I hate that people that try to, you know, be like, oh, well, look, it happens to white people more, so. We shouldn't care. It's like, you can't tell us not to care about our own people. If y'all don't care about y'all's people, that's fine. But, you know, we're going we gonna to do what we got to do to make change. And I'm glad we are. Unfortunately, this, this podcast has been extremely negative. It's going to stay kind of negative. Kind of the pivot on the whole uh, Breonna Taylor situation. There was some recently, uh, I guess the jurors were pushing them to release some more documentation. And it come, come to find out and you can look it up, read it. I'm, I've read up about it, listened to some podcasts about it. But the long and the short with that situation is, is that 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 whole situation should never happen. Pretty much the cop lied about what the Postal Service planned. Pretty much the way that he got the uh, the warrant was saying that the Postal Service was certifying that he was getting packages to that house or that address. Come to find out that wasn't the case. And then he also got it verified through another police department that that was happening, which also wasn't true. And the police department was like, yo, we didn't say that. Like, why? How are we involved in this? So the guy that got the warrant that ultimately took Breonna Taylor's life, it was it, it should never happen. It was a, it was fake information to get the warrant that ended these people's lives. And, and when I say that, I wonder if people who are usually loud and wrong and ignorant, like Charles Barkley, have corrected his statement because he was quick to be like, oh, this situation wasn't like George Floyd's situation, you know, blah, 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 blah. So are you going to you gonna change your stance now? Are you going to update what you said? Because you, you sound crazy as usual. And like I said last week, celebrity culture, we shouldn't be listening to these people anyways, but unfortunately people do. 
But that situation should have never happened. Point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's unfortunate that now they're trying to demonize her boyfriend, posting pictures of him with his legal gun that he owns. He can legally own this gun. They're like, hey, here's some pictures of them with their gun that was a usually allegedly used to shoot at the cop. He, he has a, the right legal right to carry a gun like everybody else. I need the NRA to step in on this. They just still they don't they don't care about black people. NRA NRA needs to step up. Y'all are big on they, gun ownership. This man has a gun people. legally. Yeah, for right. white people, they're big on mm-hmm. gun ownership. Yeah, right. just just like the the uh, guys that they won't call terrorists, the guys in Michigan. You know, mm-hmm. they Weird. they think ah. that. Oh. They, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, we live in Georgia, so it's it's different. Like when you go to Stone Mountain, you might see a bunch of black people with guns or whatever. But anywhere else, you're, you're not going to see that and it be OK. Yeah, and I, I brought this up on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. In the state I live in, you can you can open carry, right? Cool. I saw a white dude in the grocery store, in a nice grocery store with a pistol strapped to his chest like it was Call of Duty. I was like, why are you in the, the, the cereal aisle with a pistol on your chest? Like, for what? Are you that afraid to go to the grocery store? Like, even the non-hood grocery store, you need you feel the need to have a gun strapped to your chest. Is it that serious? Now, it's great that he could do that, but I would never, ever leave my house with a gun strapped to my chest and feel like that's something I could just do. Never. Laws be damned. It's not happening. Not happening. Right. Watch your fucking mind. Must be nice though. Must must be nice. (laughs) Man. Yeah. And and it's crazy because all these cases are happening at the same time. So we are going to get the results at the same time. You're going to get the Ahmad Alberry thing. You you know all these cases. That are not being settled, but either way, you know, the charges next year, they're going to come back up. Um, some trials are going to happen next year, the next two years, and they're all going to happen at the same time. So Those are going to be, those are going to be some tough trials. They're going to, they're mm-hmm. going to have a hard time finding like, I mean, I mean, people watch like lawyer shows, law shows, courtroom shows, crime shows where you have to find like, the most unpartial jury jurors you can find but that are also like peers of the person being accused so it's just with it, just with how it's been like all in the news and every, like the george floyd case that's going to be hard to get like impartial jurors i, I actually forgot about the mount aubrey one which is like it's crazy because yeah. that stuff just gets because it happens yeah. so much it's just like right. it just, the name just kind of just it just it just gets added to a list and it's 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 gonna be a lot. Like, how do you find someone that is going to go into that courtroom and be unbiased one way or the other? Like, there's you if you at like I feel like if you ask like a black person, they're gonna be like, "Hey, man, put them dudes in jail under the jail." You ask a you know maybe an older white person, they're gonna be like, "Well, he was in the house. He walked in the house. I don't think that's that's not legal. You can't do that." I don't know. Maybe was he threatening? Did he say and it's going to be, you know, the whole bat? It's going to we're basically about to have like three OJ OJ trials in a row. 
like how right. big of a deal those OJ trial, the OJ trial was, we're going to have like mm-hmm. four of those within like this year, next year. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, interesting to see what uh lawyer Sean Lucas gets. I heard it might be um, the lawyer from the, uh, what's the girl name that shot the guy in Dallas in his home, Amber Geiger, one of her lawyers, but I don't, I don't know yet. It was just a rumor that was out there. So we'll see who he gets. But it's, it's going to be, be a show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. But, you know, hopefully uh, COVID is not still here because a lot of people, a lot of people are acting like uh, uh, January 1st, 2021. COVID just could be like, all right, guys, my right. time is up here. <laughs> I was just here for 2020. Uh, the season's over. Uh, I had, right. a good, had a great time. Uh, and that's my time. I'm out. Like, I don't think that's how it's going to work. Like, people are planning things for 2021. Like, shit ain't. Still the same. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. It, it, you know, and that's a that's a good pivot to the uh, vice presidential debate. Did did any of you guys happen to watch that? Nope. I did watch it. Okay, so I watched it. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't bad, but what I learned just from watching it and via Twitter. Because I really don't ever really hear Mike Pence speak a lot. I've never heard him speak before. Yeah. That. At least so not I, that, at least not in complete sentences. So I guess he used to be like a have a radio show, like a conservative radio show. He described himself as a Rush Limbaugh on decaf coffee. Ooh. Um yeah, yeah. He's he's been out here back in Indiana. He used that as a positive. I mean, if you're a conservative, yeah. If you're not like all the way like kidnapping governor type radical, then yeah. <laughs> if you're like the, you know, use racial epithets and slurs and things like that type, you know, after dinner with your friends in private, I guess that's who he's for. I guess I don't know. But what they were saying was he was pretty much just like a uh, 45 uh, who uses an inside voice, pretty much because like. To be fair, they both were very evasive of a lot of questions, but like Vice President Pence, he just flat out refused to answer a lot of questions. Like to be like, "Hey, let's talk about climate control." Well, no, we're gonna go back and talk about this topic that happened three minutes. I ago. have to address this. I have to address. I'm like, dog, like, what are we doing here? And it's crazy because like the moderator, like at this point, they should just put like a. a a COVID mask on the table because that would do more moderation than the people they have for these debates because they literally don't do their job. Like, they just like, oh, there's like, thank you, thank you. And they just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. It's like, mute button, please mute their mics. Please mute their mics. But apparently the reason they don't do that is because both parties have to agree to it. And clearly one side probably not going for that, as you see, because they could just run over the moderator. But it was it was interesting. I I don't know. I don't think it helped or hurt anything. It, it was kind of a bad look on uh, Vice President Pence because they were saying that he was kind of mansplaining and talking over people. Like uh, Kamala Harris had the multiple times say like, "Yo, I'm speaking. I'm talking. This is my turn. Can I get equal time?" Things of that nature. But it, it was a uh, the timeline was pretty funny. I guess uh, a fly decided to rest on his head for two minutes, which like two full minutes, which bothered me. I was like, very uncomfortable. I don't like, yeah, like how, <laughs> what kind of cyborg or zombie you have to be to like a whole fly lands in your head and like you don't even flinch. He was just like, yo, I guess, I guess I'm a fly now. I'm like, fly was just chilling. 
Yeah, they were feel anything. Yeah, they were roasting him, saying like, "Oh, flies are attracted to shit." Type, type. <laughs> I saw someone say like his body was decaying or something like because there was something yeah, wrong with his what. eye at some point. He was just like, yeah. So they were saying like a zombie or some shit. Yeah, he might have uh, COVID as well. Apparently, a conjunctivitis or pink eye. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Is uh, I didn't know this was one of the signs of having COVID. And again, with the outbreak after 45 super spreader events, apparently, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you had COVID. And, and being that none of these people of importance want to take tests anymore, which is crazy, like Lindsey Rand won't take a test, 45 won't disclose when's the last negative test he's had. He is now just to cancel, he doesn't want to do the debate, they're not doing the next presidential debate because they want them to do it virtually, but he doesn't want to do that. But you literally just had COVID, you were just in the hospital, like, why would other people risk their, their lives? You know what I'm saying? Chris Christie got it. He had to be hospitalized. Literally, like, everybody, the president was around got COVID. But, uh, yeah, the well, apparent just, thing is to refuse tests, even though those are the people that have access to the test. There's people out here that wanted to get tested, and they could not get tested. Y'all can get tested, and y'all just like, nah, yeah. we're good. We're good. I mean, right. Doesn't well, just, just to kind of, kind of speak on... Uh, the president not wanting to do the next debate because it's going to be virtually. This was this is what he said on on Fox News. And uh, but I'm not going to so, do a virtual debate. So you're not so, Mr. President, you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. You said you're not going to participate. No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating's all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Okay. The main thing that I would take away from that is that he said he doesn't want to waste his time doing a debate on uh, online or virtually because I'm the president. I shouldn't have to stoop down to doing things virtually. Does he not know what everybody has been doing these last seven months? Like kids are going to school online on Zoom. People are going to college. People are uh, teaching via Zoom. People are unable to visit their elderly parents or elderly friends or or whoever. Everybody is doing things virtually, but because he's some high and mighty emperor type being, he's like, I'm not gonna stoop down and do things virtually. That's not what a debate is. Every like literally. Outside of essential workers, everybody is working virtually. Everybody. But you're too good right. for this. You're too good right. for this. It's it's beneath you. Like, it's it's one thing to just you just you gotta read the room, dog. Like, read the room. But I mean, you kind of see the people he's surrounded by and the stuff that he says. And a lot of these people are teaching virtually because you didn't act accordingly when you knew about this disease. You just let it ride. So it's just your fault. <laughs> like for the debate, did anybody have any full sentences, anything cohesive? Like yeah, yeah. when I watched it, they did. Okay. I'll yeah, probably go back and watch. It mm. wasn't as bad as the uh, the presidential debate. Like again, I think it was like a an overcorrection. Like they made a point to not he, like, cause like, that's just not in Pence's DNA. He's not. He's not forty-five. Nobody is forty-five. 
Right. But he still was, again, running over the time consistently and just kind of really ignoring the rules of the debate. And at one point, the moderator, because I felt that she felt the heat on her back. It's like, yo, I felt she could feel the tweets like, yo, do your job, do your job. At one point, she did kind of buck up me like, hey, again, you guys agreed to the rules of this debate. She gets two minutes, you get two minutes. You know, the American people need to hear. She always had this. She always had to say, you get two minutes uninterrupted, uninterrupted. Like she kept trying to iterate that like, hey, this is her time uninterrupted. If you could please just let her talk for two minutes. Anybody. Yeah. I don't know. And, and again, I think a lot of people were mad. They didn't really press him on like questions. Like, again, if I'm asking you a question about this, don't give me an answer about something that has nothing to do with the question. At that point, I'm like, all right, well, cool. Your time is up. You're not going to answer the question. Then yeah. why waste our time? Let the other person speak. But yeah, well, yeah it was a uh, there was there was one thing that kind of bothered me. It was just like uh, Harris was talking about trying to remove the uh, the Trump tax bill. Don't don't like quote me on this specifically because I got I might be wrong. But it was it, it was either the Trump Trump tax bill or something like that. And she was saying like, hey. We want to get rid of this because it's not effective for you know Americans, whatever, and it will raise the taxes of people that make more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Pence heard that, and what he said was, "Did you hear that, America? She wants to raise your taxes." And I'm sitting here like, "How many people watching this debate make over four hundred thousand dollars a year?" Because right. that's not the average. Like, if she just said, hey, guys, we're going to get rid of this bill. And if you make $50,000 a year, your taxes are going up. She didn't say that. She said if you make $400,000 a year, your taxes are going to go up. As I mean, I'm kind of in the in the mindset of, like, if you make a lot more, you should probably pay a little bit more than the app. Like, and we all know, like, the president only paid seven hundred dollars in taxes, so I'm pretty so sure he makes. Give him, give him his. He pays seven hundred fifty. Give him his fifty extra. Seven hundred fifty. My fault. My fault. <laughs> seven hundred fifty. But I mean, if you make over four hundred thousand dollars a year, you're probably not living check to check. You're probably gonna be. You're probably doing okay during this pandemic. You're probably able to just kind of take a couple of months off and not be stressed out. So your taxes are getting great. Like there are people saying they're parroting what Pence is saying, saying like, oh, well, Biden and Harris are going to raise our taxes. No, they're not raising your broke ass's taxes. They're raising <laughs> rich people's taxes. But they're that, fine, pretty much. That, that don't apply to you. And, it, and I said it, I guess, two weeks ago where people are on the side of billionaires, like when it comes to sports and, and like the NFL or the NBA where where you know a, a billionaire owner would be like, "Hey, I know this guy signed this deal for four years, but he didn't produce that first year, so we're just gonna cut him." And regular people are just like, "Oh, well, that's fine. You're good." Like, no, man, that's not okay. <laughs> you're, like you're you're siding with the man instead of the common, like the uh, uh, the workforce. Like you're most likely the workforce. Workforce. You're not management. Right. You're the person who's going to get fired. <laughs> Not not the CEO. You're not the CEO in this equation. Yeah, I have a kind of an argument at work about uh, the whole sports thing and 
he was like, oh, yeah, if they're not pe- or if they're not playing, they should get paid. And I'm like, okay, I guess the NFL, that's how their contract structure, but with the NBA, they have guaranteed contracts. He's just kind of like, oh, you know, just the whole working man thing, like, oh, well, they're not working, they're 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 not getting paid, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dog, it's a billion-dollar business. And you know they do the argument like, oh, well, X, Y, Z don't get paid as much as, like, dog, that's not how this works. But my counterpoint to that was I think any league – whether your contract guarantees your salary like the NBA or not, I feel that you should get paid if you opt out during the pandemic due to the fact that your workforce literally didn't put out any measures outside the NBA to keep you safe. You know what I'm saying? Like the NFL, they didn't have a plan. They didn't even know they was going to have a season until like right before the season started. Like I, I shouldn't have to put myself in a situation to potentially get myself sick, my family sick, and other people sick because my job, the people that signed my check, are negligent. That's not my fault. I still should get paid. I still have a family support. When y'all get y'all stuff together and present a plan that is really outlined with every scenario, which they clearly haven't, because there's been multiple football games that have been pushed pushed backwards and forwards. Some teams have had to forfeit. Like the, I think the Steelers are they're about to get screwed over because their bye week has been like moved or canceled or some some nonsense like that. But that's on the NFL. Y'all the boss. Like y'all are supposed to provide me a safe place to work. Y'all didn't. Now I can't get paid because I don't I don't trust y'all. That's on y'all. Y'all pay me. At, at, at some point during the season, they said that the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to play three games in 11 days, which is insanity. That They cannot let that happen. There's no way that that happens because that's inhumane. Like playing, playing on Monday night and then playing on Thursday night that same week, that should be illegal. Like Thursday night games shouldn't even be a thing unless you're coming off of a bye week. You should not play on Sunday and then have to turn around and play on Thursday. I know people will look at that and be like, well, it's Sunday. You get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then you just play again. That's three days off. And you got to think like Monday is kind of like the uh, – for most teams, it's like the off day, but it's the Tuesday. Tuesday is when all the stuff, all the adrenaline – all the whatever drugs they gave you, whatever they shot you up with, Tuesday, all that stuff is out of your system. Now you're feeling whatever happened on Sunday, you're starting to feel that. And then Wednesday, you got to kind of ramp it back up and get ready for practice. And then you're telling me I got to play that again on Thursday? No, man, it can't be that. You Football, like, I don't, I don't want to get into all the whole, like, you know, Football needs to be better, or football players need to be better at negotiating their deals. But I mean, you gotta, I guess you take what you can get. But playing on Sunday and then turn around and play on Thursday, like I don't watch Thursday night games because of that. They're always bad. They're never good because the human body isn't built for football to be played twice in a week. That's crazy. Jesus Christ, Clemson is so good. I fucking hate them. Oh, so as a as a, uh, a, a supporter of the old four Falcons, I am advocating we go ahead and just cancel the season so that we'll have a top three pick so we can get uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, as the heir apparent to Matt Ryan and go ahead and start this thing off. Well, apparently you hate Matt Ryan for even thinking that. You hate Matt Ryan, so I, you can I go ahead and join that club. I, I guess I do. So <laughs> Sorry for thinking that maybe you should look into moving on from your 37-year-old quarterback for a young guy who might be great for 15 more years. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm a hater. Leave Matt Ryan alone. <laughs> oh, come, don't, don't do. That's my boy. 
Yeah, they come. But I, I told them, I said, listen, I said, don't send me any emails, no trivia. I don't want to do anything. I don't, I, I can't do it. I haven't watched. I can't do it. I already it's, have to deal it's, with it's so the GA. It's, it's so bad. It. You're it's not missing bad. anything. I cut the <laughs> shit away plan. Whatever the the Packers, I cut that shit off before halftime was over. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I might boycott the rest of the season. Like, I can't do. You this. should. They need to until they like fire. Like, unless they make any major changes, it's like, why am I doing this? Man, I don't have time for this. Like, y'all are embarrassing, man. I, I hate going going to work and have to ask answer questions. I'm like, we're trash. Like, what else do you want me to say? We're terrible. We're boo. We're terrible. We're, we're shitty. We're not good. Like, let us be. Just cancel the season. Give us the top five pick. Fire everybody, and and you know what, Arthur Blank might need to sell the team too. I'm on the I'm on the market. I agree. You might need to. Sell I it. think he's tired. He's tired. <laughs> he's rich. You know, I I, I think tired. he thought. Yeah, but I think he thought he was gonna get a championship, and um, I I think he was gonna sell it anyway. But I, I think he wanted to do what he did with United. He wanted to get a a quick championship and uh, go on about his business. That's not how football works, but I mean, I know it's not God bless, but I don't know, but yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. It's bad. You're not missing nothing, man. But I just, Mm -mm. I I thought that 0-4 would get him fired since they got Bill O'Brien fired, but apparently not. Like, I don't know what the loyalty is. I don't know what the point is. Like, just, just be done with it, man. I know fans are mad because I think the fans can go to the game tomorrow. They're mad they're even charging us, charging them to go to the stadium. Like, this should be free. Like, to be fair, they shouldn't want fans in there anyways. So there's going to be a lot of booing, a lot of fire Dan Quinn signs. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, since we're talking about sports, Trevor okay. Lawrence just Trevor Lawrence just got folded over, right? Like, he just got just <laughs> destroyed by two players. He's laid out on the field. I don't think he's, like – I don't think it's like anything major. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't think it's anything major because it looked like it hurt. Like if I got hit like that, I'm not playing ever again. But uh, Trevor Lawrence is out here doing that for free, right? And I I took a peek at the Texas A&M Florida game earlier today. I I didn't watch the whole thing. I just I was flipping the channels. I stopped on it to see what was going on. That stadium was so full. There were so many people in that stadium. Why are there so many people there to watch college athletes play for free? They are they're like there's a pandemic going on. What is happening? Like it's different for NFL players. They can opt out because it's their job. Like this is a thing where they can be like, oh, you know what? I got money saved up. I'm just gonna I'll play next year if it's good. These college kids don't really have that option. Like there were people like marching to to you know courthouses and stuff saying like I demand that the Pac-12 plays football for me on Saturday for my entertainment. Are you serious? Are you serious? Like if that's how you feel when the kids are out here talking about hey we want to get paid, I want you I want those same people out there saying like hey we support the kids getting paid too. Because we demanded them to play during a pandemic. So you know what? They should get paid. This is this is crazy. Then like he, I mean, he looked like he's on the sideline. Looks like he's probably going to go back in the game. I would not. If I was his dad, I'm like, hey, bro, we're done. Pack it in. I get you guys are the number one team in the nation. Y'all got a chance to win a title. Hey, bro, you got $100 million looking at you dead in the face. Let's, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, guy. 
we're done here. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no more playing for free. Yeah, uh, apparently um, he didn't grow up watching a lot of football, but he did root for the Falcons at some point. So a lot of Falcons fans are very excited about that. So don't do. See, you guys are gonna not gonna happen, but I mean, they're they're gonna get their hopes up the same way they got their hopes up for Zion during the the, the lottery when he walked past the Falcons podium and he put his hand on it and was like, oh, yeah. I like it. like it. people took that as a sign. Like he wants oh. to come to Atlanta. Zion is gonna come to Atlanta, and the Hawks are gonna be back to being uh, the four seed that does nothing in the playoffs. Like Zion is no. Just yeah, it's the same thing. Guys. Chase Young. We were we were within. You had him. Chase. We had him. Yeah, had him. we didn't. But but momentum rolling into next season was why you needed to win those six out of seven games. <laughs> like. Just lose. I don't want to sound like a hater, but the Falcons can't even lose right. Just lose. Lose the games. That that was a funny joke. They were saying that, like, Dan Quinn had the lead to be the first coach fired, and he couldn't even hold on to that. So, <laughs> no. it's, yeah, man. It's – Oh, my gosh. I, I don't, yeah, man. It's ridiculous. Oh <sighs> it's like it's been a very dark podcast. I, <laughs> I just feel bad for spending so much money on PSLs and sweets. I really do. Like we, mm, it's hard. Shit, there ain't no we. <laughs> God, <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't even been to the news. I'm not spending a dime to go watch the Falcons until they get their shit together. You're right. It's not. It's not happening. But. <laughs> Uh, you know what? The other topics are. Let's go to something very light. Hopefully, as we end, I got time. But uh, let's let's get some laughs in. You know, people aren't here to be depressed. That's what America's for. You can turn on the news every day and see some wild shit. Uh, you can see governors being plotted to be kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Staying on sports real quick. I know this isn't the Dirty Bernays report, but it's ironic that uh, your boy. And I don't. I haven't really kept up. One of my hurt. He's not great, but Dwayne Haskins has apparently been benched uh, on the Washington franchise. Uh, he's not even the backup. A guy that has like three fourths of a leg. Alex Smith is the backup, and uh, it, it, it's one of those things we spoke about as well. It's like the NFL is doing all these things to try to end racism and you know promote diversity and inclusion and things like that. But there's still the whole QB racism going on right in front of our eyes. It's like, yo, dude is on his, what, second coach, second system. He's only in, like, his second year. And you you bench him so far on the bench. You're putting Alex Smith, who, who shouldn't even be playing anymore. Like, his leg was mangled up. Like, why isn't he getting the opportunity to grow or develop? You know what I'm saying? I guess you have a new regime. But, like, it's one of those things where you look around you see cats like Nick Foles, who did win against uh, Tom Brady. Apparently, he has their number, even though he doesn't play directly against Tom Brady. But you see these white quarterbacks bounce around the league, hold clipboards for 20 years. But, like, black quarterbacks, it's just like, yo, if you're not, again, they're like, either you're spectacular or you're on the bench. There's no in-between for, for black quarterbacks. You have fucking Minshew Mania in Jacksonville. You know, that's a thing for whatever reason, because he looks like a dirty hillbilly. And I guess that resonates with people in North Florida, like Middleburg and places like that. But a black quarterback can't get more than uh, two years, not even two full years and change. Like, God damn, like, 
don't make any sense. Like, well, it does make sense, but like, it's it's just ironic that they're talking about in racism. But QB racism is still you know running rampant in the NFL. But you know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Dwayne Haskins, right? Like, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, from what I've seen. He doesn't look like, you know, the second coming of like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. But it normally takes more than 13 starts for you to determine that. Like, that's not even a full season of starts. Right. So, like, how many Nathan Peterman is still in the league? Like, how is that a thing? That man is the worst quarterback of all time, (laughs) of all time. Like ever to ever play, and he is still allowed to still be in the late in the league. Chase Daniels doesn't even play; he just, he's just a backup that never plays but keeps getting paid. He will stay in the league forever. Dwayne Haskins' career might be over. Jameis Winston's career was almost over. He had to take a minimum deal. He was the number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, champion. He threw for 5,000 yards. He threw for 30 touchdowns. He did throw for 30 interceptions. I get that. But that doesn't mean, like, you're on the fringes of the league. Like, you can barely get a job. Cam Newton was the MVP. He went 15-1 and with the number one offense in the NFL. Went to a Super Bowl. And he, he gets hurt. And he's on the fringes of the league where he gets just a million-dollar deal. Like, and, the, and it's not even how, like, they, you know, they treat quarterback. Like, if you're a black quarterback, if you want to succeed in this league, you have to be Cam Newton out the gate. Like, you got to be rookie of the year. You got to be Patrick Mahomes. You got to be Deshaun Watson. You just can't be an average black quarterback or you're done. There's no average black quarterbacks that just hang around the league for 20 years. It doesn't happen. And then you look above them. How many black offensive coordinators are there? There's a guy in Kansas City that can't get a job for some reason. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, how many black quarterback coaches are there? There's Byron Leftwich. I think he's in he's in Arizona, I believe. I think he is. I don't know where he is, but he's in the NFL. He's the only black quarterback coach. So you have a lot of people. They're doing the thing that white people do, where they just hire people that look like them. So you you see a quarterback that looks like you, that plays like you did. Okay, we're going to take him. Like, in what world does it make sense for you to look at someone like Kyler Murray, who is accurate, who can throw the ball, has a strong arm, and is mobile, and you look at his ability to run as a negative? How is that? What? So you're telling me you want a, a, a drop back quarterback that can't move because – for some reason, being viewed as a mobile quarterback is a negative in the NFL. What? Like Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the NFL. Bill Polian told that man to go play receiver. Exec, executive of the year, multiple time executive of the year, told Lamar Jackson, the current MVP of the league, he should play wide receiver. Tim Tebow got picked in the first round. What the fuck are we doing Jesus here? <laughs> and it's still finessing a career and 
uh, shit, college game day. He was on the, the Mets, like, minor league team. You know what I'm saying? Like, he failed up. You know what I'm saying? But <sighs> more next. You think Daniel Jones is good? Because I don't. Nah, they good. got drafted in the same year. Daniel Jones, he's, he's going to be in the league for 10 years. Jared Goff was he was on his way out, but they gave him another shot. They give they give a lot of these white quarterbacks a second chance, second and third chances. Blaine the Gabbard out here hanging out. Blaine Gabbard just got a job in Denver. <laughs> just got another job. You know what I'm saying? Like they they the last black quarterback to get a chance to get like another chance was Mike Vick. They they were like, hey, y'all had Mike Vick. Y'all going you just gonna have to take that one. And I honestly <laughs> I, I can you know what. Fair enough. Hey, Jamie, if Jameis Winston and Cam Newton got to stay on the fringes of the league for us to get those Mike Vick years, then I guess that's what it's going to be. Because I, I enjoyed those Mike Vick years in Philly. Like, I enjoyed that. That was worth it. So, sorry, Dwayne. Your, your career's over at quarterback because we got those four years of Mike Vick in Philly. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. So, <laughs> as we wrap, so, Brandy, do you collect anything? Like, shoes or, like, I don't know what women collect. Like, um, mm, no stamps, coins. Okay. No, I have short attention span. <laughs> All right. So, uh, former rapper Logic, uh, who I'm still yet to hear a single album. I've heard some songs, but I never listened to a full album. But um, apparently, he dropped two hundred twenty-six thousand dollars on a wait for it a Pokemon card. What Pokemon card was this? It is a super rare first edition Charizard. Uh, I guess it was released back in 1999. Uh, I guess what makes the card rare is it's shadowless, meaning, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a misprint, but yeah, he dropped uh, a house on a, a Pokemon card. So my, my question to the people is if you were a collector, like, is that reasonable? Like, if you got it, would you? What would you buy if you were a collector? Like, if you had the money to get like one of the sparkly like Michael Jackson gloves and you could afford it, would you do it? Or is that still just ridiculous? What? What? How much does he make? Logic. I mean, he made enough to retire. I, I I know a lot of people don't listen. Uh, well, I guess people on the podcast don't listen to Logic. A lot of people don't like Logic. Logic makes bank. Logic yeah, made a I mean, lot of money. A lot of money. He 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 got that white crowd. He is he's good. He's okay. He, so, he, he mean, had a he had a good little three year run where he was just killing it, killing it. I I think I mean it's the same as fourteen million. He probably has more than that, but uh, it's the same as having a car in your garage that's worth two hundred thousand dollars that you don't ever drive. I mean, he could. I guess is it something I would do? No. I don't feel like I would do it if I had that much money, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that's a bit excessive. How much is this stuff worth? It's worth what you pay for it. So it was worth $225,000 then. So does it have, I guess it has value. I don't know. That's that's very hard. I think that's a stupid way to spend your money. But yeah. I also see people collect. I don't know. I don't, that's a hard one. Okay, so I, I purchase sneakers here and there. And I'm I'm trying to think, would I do something like on a scale like that if I had the money? Absolutely. I would absolutely do the same thing. 
Absolutely. Like, I don't know what show we get. Like, there's a pair of, uh, you've seen Back to the Future? Yes. Okay, so the shoes on, on Back to the Future, they're called the Marty McFly's, right? I think those shoes resell for like $20,000. If I had it, I would do it just to stun on people. I saw somebody selling a pair of uh, the old Nike, uh, damn, the Yeezys, the original Yeezys, the Red Octobers. They were signed by Kanye West, and they were selling them for $100,000. I absolutely, if I had logic money, I would do it. Just stud. I put them in like a glass case, and every time I go live on the podcast or Twitter, I just have them in the background. I'm like, look, you can't do this. These are one of one. Like, just call everybody broke for no reason. But yeah. I mean, to each his own. I mean, yeah, if I had like uh, my Jeff Bezos money, I would probably do the. Uh, I would try to do. I, I don't do it now. I don't have any vinyls, but I think I would get into that, but I would try to get them all signed by the artist that does it. Or if that's not possible, I would try to, I'd collect like sporting event things like yeah, like someone's like a signed jersey, a signed football from an important game. Like I would, I would want to buy like Jimmy Butler's jersey from game three. Like I would spend whatever to get that jersey and have, I mean, have it like hanging up somewhere like i don't think he would sell it but if i got jeff bezos money and he's like hey i'll give it up for 10 million i'm like here you go i'm writing that check here you go that's it I mean, if you got jeff bezos money you just buy him just like i'm gonna buy the miami heat and be like well that's my jersey now yep, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that so when i was younger i did collect uh barbies okay. i had about 300 yeah yeah Damn. yeah Jeez and i had the I had the the um the convertibles, all of them. I had the the Barbie doll mansion with the elevator in it, and I do have I do still have three Barbie dolls. I don't know where the other ones went. Nobody will tell me, but um, okay. so I I would I do understand that collecting things, but I guess because I don't get Pokemon, that that doesn't resonate with me. But like Barbie dolls, sneakers, I understand. Sports mem- memorabilia, I get it. So probably a Barbie doll. Well, something that's a little bit more practical that you could do, like if I made a little mm-hmm. bit more money, like if I had extra money to spend on just whatever, I think I would go back to buying CDs. Because I feel like they're going to stop making CDs at some point if they haven't already. But just go out, just buy a CD. And like, don't even open it, but just have it because I can stream music. But I think it'd be cool to like collect CDs, even though... Uh, album covers don't matter anymore. Like, ASAP Ferg and Lil Wayne put out an album last week, and both of their covers are the exact same. And it doesn't matter, because who's looking at it? Well, okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea, because once the uh, zombie apocalypse or the uh, apocalyptic society starts to form because of COVID, and that's never solving it, we're not going to be able to stream music. So you, you might as well have to see these on deck, because yeah. they, when they shut down all the places, you're going to be shit out of luck. So that's not a bad idea. They, 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 they do, think, I, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I do buy vinyls. I, I got to get into that. I feel like I like, should um, do that. Janet Jackson's last album, Beyonce's Lemonade, uh, Meg and Beyonce. I have that one, the Savage Remix. I have um, just albums from 
just a, a Commodores, long time ago, Michael Jackson. We do have those. It just, it just seems, it just seems like the right thing to do for, like, it just seems like something that like uh, fans of music uh, do. I just haven't mm-hmm. got into it yet. But uh, what was I gonna say? I lost my train well, of thought. I mean, you can get them on. Okay, like, let's say you want a good kid, Mad City, or Damn, you can get the CD for twelve bucks. But you know what? That's that's not. We might need to start the the KTSCF CD collection. That, that might not be a bad idea. Oh yeah, I know what I was gonna say. So people think that uh, like when on January first, twenty twenty one, like everything's gonna get back to normal. That's just the start of season two. It's only gonna get better from there. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate that uh, uh, Marcus has broke his his mask streak, so he's spreading a uh, digital COVID to all the listeners. I'm actually ashamed. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. A nice cough. There we go. Spreading, spreading digital COVID all across the interwebs. But yeah, that's unless I got anything else. I think that's a good solid up. You know, I think next week we're gonna purposely keep all dark topics off the podcast. Because yeah, this been bad. I, I could I feel like Why? I could use any of my, my soundboard stuff because it just didn't fit like it, it yeah, it just wouldn't work. It's just you know too too light. I don't wanna that'll be more offensive than I already am. So but uh yes, next week we will have a super positive uh slate of topics. Um what I kinda wanna do is start compiling a list of the top I say fifty. I think we do more than fifty, but like crazy 2020 moments like because 2020 man like i know people say the time flies for the most part but like i already got a running list okay. i got a running we'll, list we'll, we'll do that next week but yeah like i was looking through some of my old police i'm like damn this should happen in tw- this shit happened this year here like, i'll give you i'll give you one thing that that you probably forgot that happened this year that might not be in the top 10 and it is when you remember what it is, it was fucking crazy when it happened. Oh, uh, Larry, what's about to say? Andrew Gilliam. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. the mayor or the senator, or he's a, some oh. politician. Yeah, you don't even remember that, do you? Like that I, happened this no Brandy. <laughs> that happened this year. <laughs> that might not be the top 10 wildest thing that happened in 2020. And when that happened, that was crazy. And now it's just like, oh, that did happen. That what and he like he came out I think a month ago and yeah, did an interview. Right. I was like, bro, you should have just been like, hey, bro, I ain't even gonna talk about this. Like, he could have just not said nothing, and people might not have remembered it. I'd have just kept a tweet. I'd have kept it moving. I'm like, I tweet the other day too. I was like, oh shit, he was hey, there, tweet bro. through it, man. Tweet through it, be so bit. <laughs> hey man, you, gotta you know what? Tweet. That's my <laughs> boy. What did he do? <laughs> Oh, you! I'm gonna have to see you that episode. We, we did you know, that, I, um, I I know Rob. I, and what happened? Look, I'll see you know, we did an episode called Surviving BSO. We had a couple former BSO writers, myself included, spill us some tea. Um, oh. Yeah, you didn't hear about the whole incident. She's not on Twitter oh. no more. Oh, he was. He got exposed for wilding out. So yeah. Being uh, inappropriate, oh. making sexual suggestive things to women writers, pretty much being like, "Yo, what's up with the cheeks?" type deal. Then, like, apparent well, his name in the in the group chat was the overseer. 
Uh, people found that problematic as well. There was a lot going on, a lot going on. Then he came on live and did like an apology, but didn't really apologize. Aww. Like there are a couple of girls that I follow that used to write from him. And I was like, yo, they just kind of stopped. And they were just like telling their story of like how he like kind of sexually harassed them or was being inappropriate. Like I get jokes, but there's some, if I don't, if I don't really know you and you're a woman, I'm not going to make certain type of jokes. Like, even if I do, I probably still won't. But like, it, yeah, just kind of using your power to try to finesse some uh, penny drawers, you know, that's. And like, I guess it's like this all came out where his like he had just got married too. I guess his fiance or wife is pregnant. Like it was it was bad times at the Latow house for a little while. Let's, I'll tell you that. Um, I'll send you that episode. Definitely drop a review. But one thing I think that people forgot about that happened this year was the whole uh, Earl Thomas brother train oh, origin. Shit. shit, is that on the list? What? Yeah, I, I have to Google. I don't have that on here. <laughs> he was running trains with his brother, and then like his his wife pulled up and like pulled a pistol on him or something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh. Yeah, wow. so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that next week. I mean, if you would like, you are welcome to join us. Um, just come up with like a couple things, and we'll see which ones match up. Because I, I think, matter of fact, we'll do a contest. Whoever's ones don't match up wins a, a relevant <laughs> prize. So we'll, we'll make up something. But I have a, a little bit of a running list, but not quite, not quite fifty yet. And we'll include sports. We'll include sports things too. So, but. Anywho, we appreciate you coming through. Uh, Thank you. I'm gonna see the link. Uh, maybe on Instagram, I see the link. But yeah, yeah, we did a whole episode okay. of that that shit. But uh, Marcus, you got any shout outs? Uh, just uh, shout out to everybody that listens. We need to find a, a new person to discuss sports, specifically at the NBA, because uh, Rev Run is banned still mm. until until Rev Run sends me her address. And I can send her a Miami Heat hat because she's a Celtics fan. And the Celtics lost to Miami in six. And she comes on this podcast wearing that hat. She will not be on this podcast again. Apparently, Amber's a Celtics fan, which is very disappointing. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be uh, recruiting people. If you want to talk NBA basketball or you want to talk the finals, feel free to DM me or add us. And we will get you on to hopefully discuss how game seven, seven ends because – I got a feeling. I got a feeling. That's all I'm going to say. I got a feeling. Mm. But uh, game six is tomorrow. So uh, this episode comes out on Tuesday. So this series might be over by the time you're listening to this. So It, it might be. It uh, might be over. We might be lifting up our 17th title in Laker Nation. Shout out to KJ, the Dallas kid. I'm in at 20 years. Okay. That's what's up. Shout out to the Spurs. Um. Who do you think is going to win the game, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Ja? You got the Lakers or the uh, Heat? And... Nothing. Okay. And uh, I have no shout outs. Uh, shout out to El Chapa. Shout out to Love Killer Trey. Shout out to everybody watching the podcast.